Hi, and welcome to the Imperfect Podcast. My name is Deb Crow, and I will be your host. Join me on this journey as we meet heart-centered leaders from all over the globe. Lots of interesting questions, interesting conversation, and find out what makes a leader. How do they handle uncertainty and complexity? How do they lead in a time that is volatile? Join us. Have you ever thought about taking an assessment that didn't measure personality? I like to call it the unpersonality assessment. Have you thought about the difference between being a leader versus a manager? How would you welcome the opportunity to learn about your habits of thinking? Click the link below and have an opportunity to discover your habits of thinking and win a potential discovery session with Deb. Welcome back to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. And I'm joined today by Barry Ball. And I'd like to read a little bit of his bio before we get into a great conversation. So he was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Love that city, by the way. He is the oldest of nine siblings. And he said there's two things that has made him a servant leader. He immersed himself in a program called JROTC in various schools that he attended. And he also rose to be the top cadet in his city. It led him to pursuing a career in the military. And he's also the first person in his family to graduate from a four-year institution. He also is a graduate of the United States Military Academy at West Point. He obtained a bachelor's degree in science and sociology, and he was on track in systems engineering. He served in active duty, and he's also been a paratrooper, and he says this was just the beginning. Then things went for a drastic turn when he received a mental health diagnosis that ended his military career, and now he's rebuilding his life by sharing his story and inspiring others one person at a time. So, Barry, welcome to the show. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Well, you're, you are a man of grace. You are a man of patience because I was running late and I was so apologetic. You have a story to tell, and I'm hoping we can unpack it today. My first leadership question is, you come from a large family. Where did your grit and tenacity come from to become a leader and not only join the military, but be able to attend and graduate university? Yeah, so so much about my grit and my tenacity was developed just from being from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, that when you look around to your left and right uh, and being there, everybody is about the hustle and the bustle. Everyone is trying to survive and thrive. So that, that really groomed me. And then the second place I would say was going to the United States Military Academy at West Point. Uh, there have been experts at uh, GRIT 
who did case studies about West Point and that's at West Point to, to get to the bottom of grit. So I, I would have to say those two places, just St. Louis and West Point really developed me and my sense of grit. Well, and it is a psychological term. And I had the pleasure when I was younger to visit West Point, And it's just an incredible establishment. And they do bring in specialists and experts in, in different areas to help you foster that skill and not just teach it. So, so interesting. So my second question, all of my guests get Share with us what imperfections you bring to your heart-centered leadership. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a great question. And it, it takes me to what I call my superpowers. Um, so in my bio, I speak about one of my uh, diagnoses, but there are actually two uh, mental health diagnoses that, that I have. One is schizophrenia and the other is bipolar one. So um those things have to be managed and they make my, my sense of leadership and my sense of self um, just unapologetically imperfect. <laughs> but I embrace every part of it. It doesn't define who I am. It's just a part of me. It enhances me and it makes me a better leader. Well, I was just going to ask you that and you framed it so beautiful. They are diagnoses they do not define you. So my third question, how relatable are you as a black man with a mental health diagnosis leading in your career or at a company to really foster and understand diversity and inclusion? Wow, so that, that, is, that is so powerful. Um, how relatable am I? I would like to think that that I that I'm very relatable. Do the these these many, uh, if you categories, if you will, these many um, boxes that I fit in, and how I step out of them to lead. Um, being a black man, having these diagnoses, uh, being a military veteran now, there's so many things that many would see as uh, odds that are against me. But I try to continue to push and, and break through the mold in order to, to step forward and lead. That's beautiful. And my fourth question is, with the pandemic, people were struggling with mental health before the pandemic. And now the pandemic has exacerbated that for many and it's also become a diagnosis for many, not coping, job loss, whatever the reason may be. What advice could you give to anyone, any age, who's looking to do or aspire to be with a mental illness? What advice would you give them to allow them to see the hope and carry through with their dreams? Wow, that is, okay, I'm going to try to do this in justice because I, I wish that I was, I heard somebody in my shoes when I was going through this uh, initially, and I would have to say just love the process and, and follow the journey from diagnosis to learning about that diagnosis to incorporating 
that superpower, as I like to say, into your everyday life. And sometimes that superpower can be overwhelming, you know? Superman doesn't always cope well with his powers, you know? Um, but in that there's training, there's help, and you must be able to be strong enough to reach out for help in those times when, when you feel like you've been overpowered and you can't handle your superpowers. Uh, that's, that's, that's really what I would say. But all of that is, is a part of the process and a part of the journey. So just embrace it and take it one step at a time. I always use the term joy in the journey. Mm, yeah. Joy in the journey. I love that. <laughs> none of us, none of us have a destination, right? If we can just live within the constraints of the day and do the best we can with what we have and the time we've been given, anything's possible. We can be limitless. I wholeheartedly agree. I love that. Now, some of your heart-centered leadership skills that you've shared with me, I'm adding in another question here. Okay. What do you think would be three of your heart-centered leadership qualities that you live by and lead by and exude every day in your life? Yeah, so um, with that, I would have to say uh, servitude, like service, and um, that, that, that would have to be one of them. And these are by no, no, no means in priority or prioritized, but um, just service to others. That, that is something of, I would say a watchword of mine, it, it really is. So um, then I would have to say, um, just giving back, uplift. Uh, I, I live by that to, to, to help the next person. Um, that, that is very important. Um, and let's see, a third one. If I can only choose a third one, just, just one more. So I said service, I said uplift, um, a third one. Um, and then I would say, and a, a concept that I'm, del I'm delving deeper into is uh, resiliency. So when life hits you in the, in, the, in the face, when life hits you in the gut, you have to bounce back. And that's a part of leadership also, because others are gonna watch you go through that journey and it, it, it will it will help them to see you overcome. Absolutely. And, you know, that resilience is the cousin to grit. <laughs> yes. Right? Exactly, yes. I, I like to call it uh, failing forward. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to try. And if I fail, it's okay. But at least I'm trying. Oh, Joy in the journey, right? Joy in the journey. I love it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to switch to my fun fab four. Four okay. fun questions about Barry. First question, tell us something we don't know about you. I love calamari. It, 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 whenever I go to a restaurant, um, I, you know, I, 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 that's, it's the first thing I look for on, on uh, the menu. I love calamari. Me too. How do you like it done? Okay, we got to talk about this now. Food's important. <laughs> now, you know, honorable mention is, is the flash fry, but the, the, the best that I've had was just um, 
and a, a, a garlic sauce and uh, just kind of like stir fried in a garlic sauce. The best, the best I've, I've ever had. It wasn't necessarily fried, but yeah. See, we're talking about it now. So you're going to want it for dinner. See, there's a myth to my madness here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could, my second question is, if you could sit down with the 16-year-old version of yourself, what would you say to 16-year-old Barry knowing what you know today? If I could sit down with 16-year-old Barry, Oh, wow. Where was I when I was 16? Okay. I got it. Um, I would tell him to stay true to himself. Yeah. Uh, there, there's just, I believe 16-year-old Barry had a lot of clarity. The Barry you're, you're, you're looking at here today just didn't have. It doesn't have now. So stay true to yourself, I would tell them. And I think that's all I really need to say. Well, and that's so insightful, right? We, it's How quick can we go back to our younger selves with such wisdom that we wouldn't have achieved or collected or lived through without schooling, experience, resiliency, grit? I like to call it the peaks and valleys of life. Oh, yeah. Growth always comes from that valley. <laughs> it really does. Right? You, know, you, you just, it's a stinker that, that that's the truth, but it just, it, it really is. It comes with the territory. Well, I love the, I love the metaphor of, you know, we can be walking down a road and come to a dead end. The good news is you can take a deep breath in and do a U-turn and find another path. Mm-hmm. Third question. Okay. What word or aspiration or mantra do you have for 2021? Hmm. So, hmm. word, aspiration, or mantra for 2021. I, this, this just came to me. Um, 2021 is the year that Barry Ball, the Barry Ball that everyone knew returns. Mm -hmm. I was just on a Zoom call with one of my friends and he said, hey, this seems like the Barry Ball that I know and love. And I said, hey, well, won't you just tell him welcome back? So <laughs> I have to say that that is what 2021 is going to be. Well, it's beautiful. And what I'm hearing you say is, you're, you're kind of getting back to the roots of you. Yes. And, and you've done that by looking inward and thinking and feeling and chatting. And isn't that leadership as a whole? Oh, wow. Yes. So, yeah, when we start talking about that, you start getting into the emotional intelligence phase. Yeah, your self-awareness and et cetera. You know, those, those uh, well, I still say the, the five uh, key skills, but oh yes, and there's just not one leadership conversation that I've had here recently where emotional intelligence wasn't a part of it. <laughs> it's just well, so it's vital. it's such a great conversation we get into on the podcast here because 
you can have the highest IQ in the world, but if you cannot care and connect with other people, mm. are you an effective leader? I, I will say no. You, you're, you're, you're leaning toward the manager uh, at best. Um, Absolutely. But... <laughs> Absolutely. But, and it's, yeah. it's, it's nice to talk about it in this context. So my last question is, what do you want your legacy to be? Mm, wow, that's a good one. So uh, I, 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 I don't want to taint this, but to live a life that lives beyond me. I, now I borrowed that from Les Brown. Uh, what do I want my legacy to be? It's something along the nature of that. So to have a lasting impact on this world to where when people hear my name or, or and associated to what I have done on this earth, it, it lasts beyond just what I have done. I've inspired others to pick up and move. I've galvanized others to, to, to get out and continue, continue to contribute to my mission. I love that. It's, it's almost like you say you're coming back, but maybe you didn't leave. Maybe you just took another path to kind mm -hmm. of reflect on where you've been, what you've done, because you've had such an interesting life you come from a big family military training all of that gets unpacked in in various places and spaces and time and it must be a good reflective feeling to feel it yourself but to hear it from other people well it is it is it's, it's a huge uh, moment of confirmation for someone to say hey barry i see you clearly again yeah i often say that as human beings we're not human doings we're human beings <laughs> at the end of every day we just want to be seen and heard and loved and valued and validated wow yeah and that's really what all of us want out of life. Is there a favorite quote in addition to the one you just shared that you would love to end the show with that just sits in your heart and really resonates with you? A favorite quote. I will have to. Now, let it be a quote, maybe a poem. It can be whatever. What's sitting on your heart today that you would love to end our conversation with? Wow. I'll have to say the poem if. Yes. So um, that so much about that. And, uh, a mentor of mine said that it, it was it, it it encapsulates what leadership really means. You want to yeah. do you want to, you want to share it with us? <laughs> I am long past the days where I could just rattle it off, but if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, 
if you can trust yourself and I'm in doubt you, we'll make allowance for down to two. If you can wait and not be tired about waiting, that's it's funny that that came up today. <laughs> and it, it really goes, it, it, it goes on and on. But if you can wait and not be tired about waiting or been lied about, don't do the lie, or being hated, don't get waiting hated. And let yet don't look too good and talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impossible folks the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twist it by names to make a trap for fools or watch things you've given your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginning and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sing you to serve your tongue, learn like they're gone and so hold on when there's nothing in you except the world which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, no walk, talk, walk with kings and lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you but none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving man with 60 seconds worth of distance run, Yours is the earth and everything is which is in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. If. Now, very rusty, <laughs> but that was my whack at it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, it's heartfelt. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's I think it encompasses our, our conversation, the trajectory of your life and where your servant leadership is taking you now. And I'm delighted that our paths have crossed and I look forward to keeping in touch. And thank you for sharing your time with me today and your expertise and your heart. Thank you so much. This is such a pleasure. This is Deb Crow. Thanks for joining me once again on Imperfect, the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast.